Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, save the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. Good to be with you tonight. That song, This Is That, was by Timothy Spell. We, we start out every radio show every week, Sunday night at 8.06, 8.03, something like that with that. Um, I don't know Brother Timothy Spell, but I've been, I text his son Tony Spell, 
and uh, been praying for him through this pandemic and all the things that they've gone through with their church. And pray for him, pray for Tony Spell and their church down there, just some of the things that they've gone through. We've got a lot of people texting me tonight. You can do that. You uh, Oh, they're coming in like crazy now. We, um, You can listen to the, the program, of course, on KDIX 1230 AM. That's a live radio station in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're broadcasting live right now. And what is this, April 11th? Is that right? Something like that. And uh, 2021, later on, it may get loaded up to podcasts. Also, we're being live on KDIX's website and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. And... Um, Let's see who's who's listening so far. We've got Tim in North Carolina, uh, Brother Jones listening in Minneapolis, drinking his Jones coffee. If you want some good coffee, he roasts coffee. This is Jones coffee. He's outside listening by a fire somewhere. We've got Stacy listening in Minot. We've got uh, Daniel listening in Dickinson. Henry and Harrison are listening in Dickinson tonight, eating, eating popcorn. We've got uh, uh, Yvonne and Marin and Bowman listening. Uh, Timothy, it looks like um, Timothy may be listening, but let's see in Madison, but Eliana is not listening tonight. I don't know if she's mad at me or what. Got Nathaniel listening up in Park River. The Shirts are listening in Fargo tonight. And so we've got Dave and Lauren, maybe Jonathan. Jonathan, are you listening? Haven't seen you forever. Uh, never forget that day you were in church and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. I'll, I'll never forget that. And his sister, Jewel, might be listening tonight, possibly. So uh, good to have them. We've got Brother Griffith listening tonight in Great Falls. Oh, he's, see, where is he at? He's heading back from Butte, Montana. He was preaching down there. So you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862, and tell me you're listening. Brought my guitar in the studio. I'll probably sing a song or two. Maybe I'll do some stuff I wrote. How's that sound? This one here is uh, called Called Out. Got a picture of God standing on the edge of the world. and Come out of her, my people, calling out to this world. The church simply means the called out ones. And that's what the song's about. Here we go. Got a call one evening many years ago from someone who I didn't know real well. He asked if I was ready to come out from among them. He told me he would save my soul from hell. And I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out, a new life lay before me, I was called out to Him. My life was full of sin. When Jesus called me in, He had a plan to wash those sins away. Baptized in Jesus' name, 
in the apostolic way. His blood washed away each state, and I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out. A new life lay before me. I was called out to Him. But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory. He had a plan, so I could do that too. I spoke in other tongues when the Holy Ghost came in. The gift He gave to me, He'll give to you. And I was called out, called out to be holy. Called out, called out of this world. Called out, a new life lay before me. I was called out to Him. Brought my favorite guitar in the studio tonight. It's an Ovation Balladeer, standard Balladeer, and I've had it for many, many years, and I enjoy playing it. We've got Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Arkansas tonight. Going to be kind of close to him in two weeks. We've got uh, Brother Johnson listening in Payson, Arizona. Where's Payson, Arizona? He's, he's always moving around Arizona. You never can track him down. I'm going to, when I say I'll be close to Ar- Texarkana, I'm, I'm taking, let's see, 13 of my grandkids to uh, Branson, in two weeks, and we're going to go down there and visit a couple Pentecostal churches and go to Silver Dollar City and have a good time, and Grandpa's going to go broke, I think. But anyway, I've got 19 grandkids, and I love them all, and I want to do stuff with them, so I, I'm i going to enjoy it. Here again, text me tonight if you want to be part of the program, 701-290-7862. As I said earlier, maybe I didn't say earlier, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. I believe yours truly, Pastor Bob, will be preaching, so we'll see. I think so. We um, I try to get other speakers to come in, and we enjoy that, too. But uh, we looks to I think this Wednesday I'll be speaking, and we'd love to have you come and visit us Tuesday, on at seven thirty in Beach at the Beach Community Center. We have church. We are in actively building a um, building a uh, new church building there. We bought a building. They got the steel roof on it on Saturday, uh, and so we're hoping to uh, get into that building sometime, hopefully in July. And then we have a church in Bowman, North Dakota, at, at right on Main Street there. In fact, Yvonne and Marin from, from our church in Bowman are listening tonight. Bowman's about 75 miles from Dickinson to the southwest. And that's one of our daughter works, and that's being pastored by a man named Seth Springer, who's a great man, great family, and um, we're excited to be part of that. Tonight, let's see, I've got more people texting me tonight, but... Um, I'll probably read those during the next break we take. Um, we, uh, I would like to speak about what I spoke about in our church service today. And we had a lot of visitors again in church. I was excited about that. 
or some brand new visitors. Uh, it seems like that's a regular occurrence on Sundays, and we're just excited. God's doing great things. I believe we are living in the last days, and I think um, we're going to see a lot of these last day scriptures. We see, are seeing them coming to pass already, but I also believe that in these last days we're going to see a great move of God, a great revival. He's calling people out, and uh, that's why we're on the radio. Our main reason to be on the radio is to reach these people within the sound of my voice on this AM radio station. That's around Dickinson, and you that are listening from other places, we're glad that you're with us. I'm going to start with Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The uh, name of this program is Are You a Fool? Or How Can You Tell If You're a Fool? And and that's I was actually I titled it something nicer in church, but Pastor Bob's always a little edgy in, on the radio. So, but how can you tell if you're a fool? Let me just start out by saying this tonight: that tr- the true realization of who we are in the eyes of God really is the first step to true repentance. That's why the Scripture and preaching and teaching of the Scripture is so vital. Because we have to know where we're at with God so we know what to do. And the problem is, we can't know that without God's Word. We can't listen to our own heart to decide whether we're right with God or not. And if you think you can, uh, you you are lost. Uh, You don't even know you're lost, maybe. Some people listen to their own heart to try to decide if they're good or bad or right with God or not. Um, I suppose I was like that before I came to God. I hung around friends. My friends and I, we never talked about the things of God. Didn't know anything about the things of God. Uh, My friends and I talked about, um, we didn't talk about anything that was of a deeper issue. We talked about uh, as I got a little older, uh, my senior year in high school, I got involved with drugs and drinking, and um, and my my first two years in college, and I um, that's what my friends and I talked about. We talked about drinking, drugs, and music, and that type of thing. We talked about uh, the uh, we were fans of of rock and roll music. We talked about that. We talked about those musicians. Um, those were the things we talked about. And I said all that to say that amongst my friends, I was as good as any of them. I felt like um, I was a good person because I was just as good, in my opinion, as my friends. But you see, when I get into this subject tonight, how to tell whether you're a fool or not, um, you can't trust your own heart to tell you this. Because your own heart will lie to you. I said in church today, the worst type of being lost is not knowing that you're lost. Because if you don't know you're lost, you're really lost. And you're not making any good effort to become unlost, if that's a word. The most foolish person in the world doesn't know that they're foolish. The Bible says that there's a type of wisdom that this world has. James talks about it. 
And then there's the kind of wisdom that comes from God. And he said, if anybody wants that wisdom, wisdom, he can ask me, God said, and I'll give it to him. He said, I'll give it to anybody that wants it. So the Bible tells us how we can know whether we're fools or wise in the eyes of God. And here again, you can be wise in the eyes of men, but be a fool in the eyes of God. You can be a fool in the eyes of men, but be wise in the eyes of God. And if you have a society in your life of foolish people agreeing with you, that doesn't make you wise. Or foolish people telling each other how wise they are, you have a real problem. Proverbs thirteen nineteen says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Now, my mom calls people wise acres, if you've never heard of that. I, I said wise guys. But this isn't talking about walking with wise guys or wise acres in a derogatory sense. This is talking about walking with truly wise people. And if you walk with wise people, you shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So how can we know whether we're wise or whether we're fools? There's only one way you can know. I shouldn't say that. But tonight, I'm going to talk about one way that you can know. It's by our attitude towards true wisdom, and especially the wisdom that's based on the Word of God. That's how we can know whether we're fools or wise. What is your response to God's Word in your life? If you agree with it and go with it, you can be wise. If you disagree with it and don't go with it, you'll be a fool. And over, I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? That's, that song's called The Pastor's Lament. So so how can we know? Well, I, I told you that you can know by your response to correction and reproof of the Word of God. That's how you can know whether you're a fool or not. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. The way of a fool, Proverbs twelve fifteen says, is right in his own eyes, 
but he that hearkeneth or listens to counsel is wise. You see, a fool doesn't care. He thinks, according to this in Proverbs 18 and 2, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that its heart, that his heart may discover itself. In other words, the fool thinks he knows everything and he's just got to figure it out. Like he knows everything. Like the fool thinks truth is inside of him. And that's why Proverbs 12:15 says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth to counsel is wise. You know, uh, I'm not, I can't see your faces, so nobody can get really mad at me tonight about, I'm not calling anybody a fool. But if you are expecting your wisdom to come from within you, you're a fool. Because it doesn't. You can you can do something, you can believe you're right and be totally wrong. See, this this world that we're living in is dumber than it's ever been. And one of the reasons it's dumber is because we have more information than we've ever had. And much of the information that we are privy to is false. That's why I can look up things on the Internet, and you can look up things on the Internet, and you and I can come to completely different conclusions. Because I'll look up on the Internet things that I want to agree with. Like, I could read news that I want to agree with. You can read news that you want to agree with. You can have your own set of facts. I can have my own set of facts. You can find all kinds of opinions and experts on the Internet telling you, you can t- on the Internet, you can find a site that says coffee is bad for you. You can find a site that says coffee is good for you. You can find a site that says fish oil is bad for you. You can find a site that says fish oil cures just about everything. I mean, there is so much information out there. I get so tired of people that come to me and say, oh, you know what? Uh, So-and-so has cancer in your church. I just saw on the Internet that this could help them. Well, you could also find on the Internet that whatever you just said could kill them. On the Internet right now, if you look it up, you'll find out that Sweden's response to the COVID-19 thing was really good because they didn't do anything about it. Or you can find sites that said uh, Sweden's response to the COVID-19 thing is really bad. And whatever you want to find, you can find. See, the fool will find facts that back up what he already thinks. But the wise man will listen to the Word of God. That's why Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Let me just say this again. You can tell whether you are wise or foolish in the eyes of God by how you take instruction, even by your attitude toward those who are giving you instruction. Over the years, as a pastor, I've had many people over the years, yes, many people, that have got very angry with me because I tell them what the Word of God says. Let's get this straight. I didn't write this book. If you're going to get mad at me, get mad at, or get mad at somebody, get mad at the author. And it wasn't me. When I tell you the Bible says that homosexuality is a sin, don't get mad at me. 
I didn't. You know what? This is America. I don't care what you do. This is a free country. I, I'm not trying to run everybody's life. That's not my, my job. But I will tell you what the Bible says. Are you willing to listen? Or do you have your own set of facts? Do you have your own uh, set of Bible commentators that have tried to explain away just about everything in the Bible? Well, you know, actually, Pastor Bob, the Apostle Paul didn't have the medical background that we have nowadays, so he couldn't really know, blah, blah, blah. You see, don't get mad at me. Don't, you know, find out where I live in Dickinson and come flatten my tires. Because I'm not, I'm not the guy that said this. Years ago, and I know I've told this story to where the point where people are nauseated probably, but years, it makes my point here. Years ago, I was in the county jail and I was quoting a scripture. In, in, in John chapter 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And when I read that scripture out loud, one of the guards up there got mad and he said, you're saying all the other religions are wrong. He said, you're saying the Hindus are wrong. You're saying the Buddhists are wrong. You're saying the Muslims are wrong. And then he said, and you're saying the Native American religion is wrong. Now, when he said that, the whole room was filled. Just about everybody in the room was Native American guys. And the room got instantly tense, like really tense. And I'm smiling and pretending like, you know, I'm smiling and listening, but I'm praying in my head, Lord, what am I going to say to this guy? Everybody in his room is mad at me. And so he said, you're saying all the other religions are wrong, but only Jesus is right. And I looked at him and said, nope, that's not what I'm saying. And I paused and everybody calmed down. I said, actually, Jesus said that. I'm just telling you what he said. I left that jail that day and I just was laughing so hard I actually fell over against the wall. I said, Lord, I, I blamed all that on you. You said it. I didn't say it. I didn't write this book. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't write the book where it says if somebody slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other. I don't like that scripture. I, don't, I hope nobody tries to test me on that. But it's still there. Just because you don't like it. See, a fool won't listen to wisdom. That's why Proverbs 9, verses 8 through 10 says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. But if you rebuke a wise man... He will love thee. That's why you'll find in Dickinson, North Dakota, there are people that love Pastor Bob. And maybe there are people that don't. There are people that wouldn't go to any other church but our church. And there are people that went for a while and quit. I'm not proud of that. I'm not bragging about it. You see, truth is not on trial. We are. Like, God doesn't have a low self-esteem. He doesn't care whether we agree with him or not. Like, if you don't agree with God, uh, he's like, he, he's not nervous. Like, oh, no, they don't agree with me. What am I going to do? Boy, I, I wonder if I can sing that song. I got my guitar right here. Should I try to sing a song that I haven't sang for a while? I said I was going to sing songs I wrote, right? Let's see. Uh, let's see, how does this song go? It's, it's called Amos... 
888-344-1033. I didn't plan on singing this song. Let's see, uh, how does it go? You shouldn't do this on live radio. Here we go. If you're going to call him Lord, he's got the right to say no to the things you want to do and the places you go. The Lord don't want to play games with your Christianity. He won't walk with you long unless with him you'll agree. Can two walk together? Unless they be agreed And how long can one The Holy Spirit grieve So choose you this day Whom you will serve The Lord or this world The decision must be yours I will walk within my house With a perfect heart I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. <laughs> like a TV set in the internet. Woo. In the Hollywood movies. <laughs> He's calling us to holiness on the inside and the out. He's more concerned about the way we live than how we dance and shout. Can two walk together? Lest they be agreed And how long can one The Holy Spirit grieve So choose you this day Whom you will serve The Lord or this world The decision must be yours There's more to it than that But I'm done singing that song that song was called Amos 3.3. I wrote that a long time ago. But you know what? We we have to come into agreement, Pastor Bob here, to tell it with the Word of God. We've got to. We've got to come in agreement with that. And don't get mad at the man that delivers the Word of God to you. And you can tell whether you're a fool or whether you're wise by how you take it. Give instruction to a wise man, he'll get wiser. But if you give instruction to a scorner, he's going to hate you. And then that verse in Proverbs 9, 8 through 10, in verse 10, it, it ends with this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You know, this, um, the Word of God can break the confusion of this world. This world is confused. That's why I say we're dumber now than we were 50 years ago. Now, we know more things. I mean, like we have more technology, but we're dumber. I, I really believe that. I believe we're dumber. I believe we're dumber in a lot of ways. I think we're letting our phones and our computers do our thinking. We can't remember phone numbers anymore. We can't add in our heads anymore. Uh, we've we've uh, replaced part of our brain with a with a phone or a computer. I used to be a pretty decent speller, but my spelling's not even as good as it used to be because my phone spell checks everything. You know, I, I don't have to try to remember facts and figures because I can ask Google what they are. And But that's not the only reason we're dumber. 
we're dumber because uh, things that we should know, we don't know. Like, like, for instance, we should know that boys and girls and men and women are different from each other. Uh, there was a best-selling book written in the early 80s called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I mean, the thing sold like hotcakes. And this guy in his book basically was writing a book about how men and women are basically different. Not one is better than the other. Not one is more superior to the other. But they're different. Now, that idea is found in the Word of God. But we're living in a world now where you can't say that. And now, because of that, we have people that are confused about their sex. They don't know whether they are a man or a woman or not. And you say, well, they're just pretending. No. No, many of these people are really confused. They're really confused. But the Word of God can break the confusion. You know, it can. Well, I've got some good stuff people are texting me or two. Really good. Thank you so much. We've got Jody listening um, and Harvey, Jody and her kids. We've got, um, let's see, we've got um, oh, several people just texting me good stuff. What, what was that? Where was that scripture that I was reading? Um, can't find it. People text me scriptures, too. And when you do that, please text me the scripture writ- written out so that I don't have to look it up on the radio here. The psalmist said in Psalm 19 and verse 8, The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, and sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. The psalmist here was talking about the word of God, and he said the word of God warns his servant, and the word of God, if you keep it, there's a great reward in it. You see, this wisdom that I'm talking about, how to know whether you're a fool, how to know whether you're wise, you don't have to have a high IQ to be wise. Now, there are people that have high IQs that are foolish. I mean, there are people that have really high IQs that think we came from amoebas, like we we evolved from an amoeba. I mean, they don't go and look at the fossil record where species actually um, reproduce after their kind. That's what the fossil record says. You know, I mean, even even with genetics now, uh, they've tried all kinds of things, you know, different genetics and so on. But if you breed two flies together or a million flies together, you're going to get all kinds of interesting flies. There was one guy that did this, and he, at the very end in his report, he said, I got big flies, I got little flies. He said, I got flies with one eye, I got flies with no ears. He said, I got, he got all kinds of different flies, but he said, all I could get was flies. That's the way God built genetics. Now, I know that mankind is playing with genetics now. I understand that. But I'm telling you that in nature, when there was a freak of nature, like when when uh, two animals that were of slightly different genetics would breed and have a offspring, that offspring was sterile. 
That was a protection that God put in nature. So you couldn't end up with a half lion and a half a donkey. You see, but there are wise people that think that this entire creation of of um, design came from no designer. You see, they might have a high IQ, but they're not smart. In fact, the Bible says that it's the fool that says there's no God. That's why just recently, about 10 days ago, was the atheist's national holiday, April 1st. <laughs> anyway, figure that out. So this this uh, um, this idea that that oh those simple religious people are so simple they don't believe in science no you, it doesn't matter what your i I don't even know what my IQ is I don't I've never wanted to know I don't care what my IQ is it doesn't mean anything to me because I can be smart I can be wise if I agree with the creator of the universe. And if I don't agree with him, I'll be as dumb as a box of rocks. The Word of God is can 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 help us and warn us of of trouble. And when we keep the Word of God, there's a great reward. But David said in verse twelve of Psalm nineteen, "Who can understand his errors?" Cleanse thou me from secret faults. What does this mean? Because of this uh, deceptive heart that we have, we can't really see our own errors. That's why we need the wisdom of God in our life. It's so important that we use the flashlight of God's Word and shine it on ourselves first. We need to give God permission to look at us through his word. That's why one of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? There are churches in Dickinson, North Dakota, that try to convince people that they're saved because they said the sinner's prayer when they were 12 years old, and that was 42 years ago. They say, you're saved, and you can't be lost. But Second Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. You see, this is so important that we need to know whether we're right with God or not. And the very beginning of being right with God is to know what God expects. See, that's how you quit being a fool, is by listening to God. Like, if we don't know, if if I asked everybody in Dickinson, how many of you want to be pleasing to God? How many of you want to have God proud of you? I'd say most everybody, but maybe some dingy people that think they're atheists or something, most people would say, I do. Yeah, I want to be pleasing to God. My next question is, how can you be pleasing to God if you don't know what pleases God? And how can you know what pleases God unless you look into the Scripture? 
Now, I know that often we use the Word of God to examine other people. But that's not what I'm talking about here tonight. I'm talking about using the Word of God to examine ourselves. Jesus said, He said, Why do you try to pick the little speck out of your brother's eye when you got this giant beam in your own eye? What Jesus was saying, He said, Get the beam out of your own eye so you can help somebody. That's what He said, so you can help take the speck out of your brother's eye. He didn't say we shouldn't try to help her brother. But he said, you need to you need to kind of make sure you're a wise man first. I mentioned in church today, we had a couple of a sheriff and a deputy sheriff in church today. That was kind of fun. Uh, sheriff Corey Lee was in church today and one of his deputies. And that was really nice of them to come. And, and um, they knew, knew a lot of people there. But, I, you know, I said in church today, it's kind of like a meth addict going back to tell other meth addicts that they need Jesus, and he's smoking meth with them. No, quit smoking meth first, and then go help them. You see, you've got to wise up first. Oh, man, you know, I should, um, let me just play a little part of a song here so I can look at my text. Pastor Bob, 701-290-7862. We've got about 20 minutes left in the program here tonight.
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We don't want to be the blind leading the blind. That's why you need the Word of God. That's why you need to know the Word of God. Thanks for all the texting tonight. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff from Brother Johnson here. Let's see. Let me get on this here. Uh, Brother Johnson. Brother Roland is from Morgantown, Kentucky. Just tuned in. I haven't heard from you for a long time. He, uh, Brother, uh, let's see, Johnson said, First John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Um, I like this quote of his, If you want to know what a man thinks, don't look at the facts he has, but the ex- examine the assumptions that he holds. Huh. Good. Good stuff. Tonight we're talking about how to know whether you're a fool or how to know whether you're wise. And, of course, the way you can know is by your attitude towards the wisdom of God. Proverbs one twenty and twenty through 25 says this, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you, because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But you have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. This is really sad. Wisdom is personified here in the book of Proverbs. This is like wisdom is talking. And it says, wisdom said, I, I tried to get your attention. I tried to call you but you wouldn't listen. I stretched out my hand, but you wouldn't regard me. You've set aside all my counsel, and you wouldn't listen to my reproof. That's really sad. But I like verse 23. Verse 23 says, Wisdom said, Turn you at my reproof. Like, turn around. That's what repentance means, to turn around. When God shows you that you're going the wrong direction, you fool, turn around. Start doing what's right. And if you do, wisdom says, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. If you just start listening to wisdom, you could have lived a whole life of being a fool, and all of a sudden now, you're a wise man, not a wise guy. You're a wise person. You see, God in the New Testament is calling for all fools to be born again. To truly change, we have to change our hearts first. And you say, well, only God can do that. Well, I believe God is certainly the main power in that. But we have to be willing for, for to allow God to change us. You know, what's interesting to me is that we are dealing right now with the symptoms, our society's dealing with the symptoms of foolishness. Like, for instance, the basis of morality is to believe in God. That's the basis for morality. And we're in a secular society now that doesn't want anybody to talk about God. 
You know, a teacher can't talk about God. Uh, schools can't talk about God. You know, this... this um, and so, because of that, now we are dealing with the symptoms of a generation that doesn't know God. That's why people walk into uh, buildings with guns and kill people. That's why they do this. They don't know God. They don't aren't under the influence of God. And so we blame guns or whatever, you know, even cars. They're running over people with cars now, these people. But that's not the problem. The problem is people that have turned away from God. And those people are living foolishly. But God is calling the fools tonight to repent. You see, you cannot solve the symptoms of of this sinful world. Over the years, I've used this example, I don't know, you know, dozens of times. But if you've got a barn full of manure, you're going to spend a lot of time trying to kill flies. But you're never going to win that battle. You never will. You're going to, you can get fly swatters, you can get fly traps, you can get some kind of pesticide, you can do whatever you want, but you're going to have flies, 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 flies. Because the manure is attracting the flies. Our world is full of problems. And it's because of the sinful nature of man and because man's ignorance towards the ways of God. And so to kill flies effectively, you got to get a shovel and shovel the manure out. That's why the Bible talks about lay the axe to the root. Like Jesus said, that it's not the things that a man eats that makes him evil or defiled, but he said the things that are within a man's heart. He said that these in, inside of us comes out these evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things, Jesus said, all these evil things come from within and they defile the man. You've got to change the heart. And the first step to changing the heart is coming to God in repentance. Asking God for forgiveness. Confessing that we're sinful. That's why, as I said to start the program out, if you don't even know that you're a fool, if you don't even know that you're lost, you are really in a bad condition. The first step to being saved is to realize that you're lost. That you need God. That's why my pastor would say you've got to preach about sin. You've got to tell people what sin is. Because if they don't know what sin is, how would they know they're a sinner? And if they don't know they're a sinner, why would they call out for Jesus for salvation? There there are, 
in, in the city I live in, Dickinson, North Dakota, there are many, many people that maybe consider themselves very good people. And by the standards of society, they are. They work their jobs, they pay their bills, they dress their kids, they get them to school. But what is God's opinion? You see, how would we know? Like, how would we know what what God thinks if we never read Matthew 6.33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, God wants to be first in our life. God won't, you know, he won't share us with anybody. He's not going to play second fiddle. He's he's not the not the Easter and Christmas God where you go to church on Easter and Christmas to call it good. No, God wants every day. But he said, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me, all these other things you need, I'll add those to you. Well, I better, Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. I got to tell you this, uh, one or 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30. Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock is Sunday school. 11 o'clock is our worship service. And um, and we have, during the Sunday school time, we I have a basic Bible class that I teach at 10 o'clock till 10.50. It's right out by the front entry door of our church. If you don't even want to stay for church, you can come for this class. It's a basic Bible class. It's open discussion. Uh, there's not usually, like it's not really crowded, usually less than 20 people there in that particular class. We have other uh, Bible classes, but um, that one is, is for people that just want to know what the Bible says. Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center, we have a church service, and Thursday nights in Bowman, on, is it 18 North Main Bowman that we have a church service at 7.30 and then Sunday mornings at 10.30 in Bowman too. You know, don't don't be a fool. You know, I did something uh, before I came to the studio. I printed out some words to some songs I was going to sing and I forgot to bring the printout to the studio. So now brave Pastor Bob is going to sing a song and he doesn't have the words and I don't know, I'll have to make them up if I can't remember them. Well, thank you so much for listening. We've got uh, somebody said they love that Brother Johnson quote. So you're kind of famous now, Brother Johnson. Somebody from Kentucky said they like your quote. So I liked it too. Um, tune in next week for another Tell It Like It Is show. You know, um, you could have the greatest pastor in all the world, but you can still be a fool. Because Judas, Jesus was Judas's pastor, and he didn't believe. And Judas was a fool. Mm-hmm. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. You never did understand all the things the teacher was doing all across the land. Well, you never understood the wherefores, and you never understood the why. Go along, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. Yeah, so hung up on your own desires, you never took time to see 
All the things the teacher was doing was trying to set you free. Well, you never understood the wherefores, and you never understood the whys. Go along, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die alone. Go along, Judas, cause you never did understand what the teacher was doing in the land. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go along, Judas, move your feet right on down that Ego Street. I said to go down to your potter's field. Go, Judas. I watch you die, Judas. But oh, my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in the road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. Stop right here, there's a fork in your road Don't think you want to get lost One way leads to a potter's field The other way leads to a cross Come on, Judas I said stop right here, there's a fork in your road Don't think you want to get lost One way leads to a potter's field, the other way leads to a cross. Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray, God, that you call, especially the fools tonight. God, I know that you love the fools. God, the fools, they didn't know any better. God, they've been walking in the wrong direction. But God, I pray tonight that you call them. Call them, God, to repentance. Call them to start listening to you. We just pray in the name of Jesus, God. Call them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank God. Well, thank you so much for listening. Pastor Bob is honored that you would listen. Honored that um, that uh, you would take time to listen. I really am. and uh, But really... My main emphasis tonight was just start listening to the Word of God. And when you do, you're going to find out that your worst days now are better than your best days then. Greg McCool going to finish us out tonight on this song. Tune in next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time. God bless.
I have a clear direction Which is something that I never had before Now when things are going wrong On him I can't depend He's walking right beside me He's become a trusted friend My worst days now Are better than my best days then My lowest times with Jesus sure beats Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.